Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of All About Life with your boy VIC and it is Monday again. I cannot believe how fast time goes. It just seems like I was doing uh, another Monday episode uh, just a few days ago, (laughs) a few hours ago. But welcome to On The Road Mondays and today... I want to talk about a topic that is very near and dear to my heart. And the reason it's near and dear to my heart is because I've worked with people uh, that have this particular issue. And I've also myself gone through this particular issue. The issue that we're going to be talking about today is panic, specifically. Um... And just a little bit on anxiety and depression. Not too much on anxiety and depression today, uh, but definitely panic. When I lived up in Massachusetts, I did work for a human services department. And I worked for a company called North Central Human Services. And in this company, I worked with a lot of people that are recovering from mental illness, and it varied a lot. It varied from people with anxiety and depression and continual panic attacks to people that had very severe disorders, um, bipolar disorders, um, so many, so many different mental issues. schizophrenic things of that nature and I loved every moment of it I really did enjoy um, working with these people because it taught me a lot about people that are recovering from mental illness and people that are in need especially of uh, special help when their condition you know when the condition worsens to the point that you need professional help And these people are precious. First of all, and this is a few things that I've learned regarding people with with mental illness. Actually, before I get into that, my job, what I did up there was I worked in a group home and I used to be a counselor in a group home for 10 men. And of course, passing meds uh, to them, making sure they took their meds on time. And I was the overnight shift. So I also made them uh, or helped them, I should say, make breakfast uh, for the house, um, kept the peace, make sure nobody got into any argument or or physical fights, Um, which thinking about it, hindsight, man, I was uh, either really tough or (laughs) uh, just didn't know what I really got myself into because here you have you know I was what like 24 25 26 around that age range uh, dealing with guys that had you know recovering from mental illness they were twice my size and a lot of them had twice my strength I mean some of these guys were incredibly brutally strong 
Um, but I was successful. Uh, and part of the reason I was successful is because I treated them as regular, normal human beings. I did not treat them like they were broken. I did not reject them. I did not treat them indifferently. I treated them like they're human beings, just like I would treat any other person and hold other people accountable. And I also helped them seek employment opportunities within the local community. So I would go around the community and I would interview with different employers and I would convince them uh, to hire individuals from my group that are recovering from mental illness um, as workers, as employees. And it was, it was tough because of the stigma that's behind mental illness, especially in, I don't know, well, I can't say especially because I've never really lived anywhere else other than the United States. But with my experience, here we go, in the United States, uh, there is a, a stigma that goes with mental illness that it, it's kind of taboo uh, to a lot of people. And, and a lot of people, other than those that are in the industry, working in the industry, kind of treat it from afar. Uh, and I don't blame them. I'm not knocking them. Um, mental illness is... Uh, is something that is complex, is complicated because it's issues of the mind. And issues of the mind are as real as any other physical ailment that you can think of. Which is another misconception with mental illness. People think that you can just think it away or think enough positive thoughts. And it really does not work that way. Anyway, here's what I've learned about people recovering from mental illness. One of them is that they are seeking purpose and they are seeking purpose just like anybody else. And if they're given purpose, man, they really go all in. It's funny because a lot of the employers that I worked with after some of them reluctantly hired some of my clients that I used to work with, would come back to me and just thank me for convincing them because they were the best employees that they've hired in a long time. They show up, they do their job in excellence, they don't complain. They're really just happy to have purpose and be there and help somebody else and, and serve somebody else. So they're very, very hard workers, which says a lot because a lot of times, like they say, good help is hard to find. The other thing that I've learned from them is they're really smart. Like some of them incredibly smart. Some of them I would talk to and their book smarts would just blow me away. They literally would leave me in the dust. Um, I've worked with people that actually, before they had the unfortunate situation of 
a mental breakdown that they're recovering from, they were they had master's degree uh, in different fields. And when I would sit down and talk with them, they were they're smart and how they thought about life. It was I mean it was on point. Even to the point that I would ask myself, wow, how how do you go from there to recovering from mental illness? And and that's when it really hit me that mental illness can happen to anybody. Nobody is above this or these conditions. And it can happen at any stage in life. Young people, middle-aged people, older people. It can happen to anybody. Uh, and coming to, the, to this realization really was the uh, other reason why I began treating people with kindness and respect because you just never know when somebody is on that line you really don't when, when somebody's on that line it, mental illness is not like other diseases that you can kind of tell uh, just from an outward appearance when it's coming or, or if there's something up a lot of people are really good at hiding condi their conditions and, and at, at hiding uh, what's in their mind and what, how they're feeling at any given point in time. Um, and so you never know when somebody is about to break. You never know when somebody is teetering on that line. And it could be a person out in the street that's homeless or it could be a CEO of a big corporation, a millionaire, a billionaire. Nobody's above it. Nobody. A lot of times you, you hear about unfortunate things that happen to really successful people uh, where they just break down and, and they just have a nervous breakdown or a mental breakdown and, and you think, wow, like, why? They have it all. It seems like they have it all. But that doesn't matter. Uh, that can happen to anybody at any stage in life. Um, so that's when I really started thinking about this um, and treating people kindly and trying to be just a better human being with my interaction with other human beings. Because then I started thinking, I don't want to be the cause of somebody going over the edge. Now, it wouldn't be my fault that they were there to begin with. That would not be my fault. But if I'm the reason or the cause that kind of throws them off over the edge and kind of just gives them that extra push, well, yeah, there's some responsibility I got to take at that point. So I don't even want to go there. So that's why I treat everybody and I encourage you guys out there to just treat everybody kindly and show kindness in your everyday interaction because you just you just really never know guys you never know when somebody is on the edge okay um, so that's a little bit of background information as well um, regarding my experience with other people that are recovering from uh, mental illness however until it happened to me 
last year, I did not quite understand it. So I had a surface knowledge of what it was like, but I didn't have a, an inner understanding of what it was like. And now that I do, I want to just be an encouragement to you guys and to everybody that is dealing with this, is dealing with, uh, with this, especially panic, with panic attacks. Um, I experienced this along with anxiety and depression, especially last year. Last year, especially during the summertime, it was very tough for me, very tough. I lost time from work. I became crippled in my mind. Um, nobody understood what was going on in my head. I didn't even understand what was going on in my head. Um, a lot of times people think that mental illness and panic um, are self-inducing. So they ask questions like, well, why are you panicking? Uh, why do you have depression? What circumstances surround this particular issue that you're going through in your mind? And a lot of times there is no issue at all. There is no issue that you can explain it away with. And so that's another misconception with mental illness that there are circumstances a lot of times that can cause it. Although there is circumstances that can cause it, a lot of times it could be nothing. And this is counterintuitive to what we normally think because we normally think if something's happening to somebody, there has to be an explanation for it. And a lot of times there is. Like I said, that's why I show kindness. But a lot of times there is not. There is no explanation for it. It's just something that happens. In my case, it's a, and in the case of a lot of people, is a serotonin imbalance in your brain, in your head. Uh, and this imbalance will cause your mind and your brain to go into a, a panic attacks even and go into the flight or fight response without it there being any danger at all. Uh, without being any reason for it to to happen. Um, some people this happens because of the pressures in life just build up and build up and build up and build up and finally there's a breaking point. Other people, like myself, it just, it just happened out of nowhere. I did not see it coming, guys, at all. This was something that is completely foreign to me. I don't know what to do. Uh, when the anxiety came and because I didn't know what to do then the panic attacks came and because I didn't know what to do then depression came and oh my goodness man when you're, when you're trying to do anxiety depression and panic attacks at the same time that is no joke that is no joke especially when there's really no explanation for it um I assure you guys, there was nothing in my life that was going wrong. There was nothing that was, you know, bad. Um, there were a few instances of changes. There was a few changes going on. 
but nothing that I haven't been able to handle before. So it wasn't like I could pinpoint, okay, this is what happened and that is what happened and this is why this happened. No, nothing at all. So don't feel bad if you are going through this and there's no logical explanation for it. It could just be a serotonin imbalance or some other chemical imbalance in your mind, in your brain. We forget that our brains are a physical matter a lot of times because it's where we hold our thoughts and it's where our emotions derive from. Because our thoughts create the emotions in our minds and then our mind sends those signals out to our bodies and that's how we feel it in our body. But it comes from our minds. So we forget that our brain is a physical organ, it's a physical thing, just like our lungs, our hearts, our stomach, just like everything else that's inside of us. And just like everything else that we have, there are chemicals that react uh, to, to itself and they need to be balanced. And when there's an imbalance in it, it's, this is a physical thing. It, it's manifested in how you think and your thoughts, and, and then it manifests in, how, it manifests in how you feel in your body. But it's still, mental illness is a physical thing. Um, it's not something that's just in your head. And let me assure you that because just because you have a mental imbalance this does not mean let me encourage you it does not mean that you're broken in a sense that you're less of a human being not at all i hope this doesn't happen to you i really do but i know that it does happen um don't let other people make you feel guilty for your panic attacks your depression and your anxiety like it's your fault like you're not being positive enough. You're not thinking positive enough. Because if it's a physical ailment, there's no amount of positive thinking that is going to make it just go away on the fly. And that's when you need to seek professional help. So in my experience, I had to seek professional help. Because it just was not going away. And just like when something hurts in the rest of your body... Think about it this way. When something hurts in the rest of your body, right? Your lungs, your heart, your ribs, and your legs, joints. You go to the doctor to find out if it doesn't go away, to find out why it's not going away. Well, if you're going through anxiety, depression, and panic, and it's not going away, it's not getting better, then go seek help. Go to the hospital. Treat it just like any other ailment that you may have in your body if it hurts and it doesn't stop hurting you go check it out see what's going on treat it the same way and seek professional help there's no shame in that don't allow yourself to feel shame for your condition uh it's not a shameful thing so Getting back to my own personal experience with this, I want to share this morning, uh, just to encourage you guys, um, what happened when I first woke up this morning, I woke up in a panic attack. 
Now, le having learned from last year, uh, from my own experience, and having sought professional help, I got some tools that I use for when this does happen and it does flare up. Uh, so I can uh, that I use so I can manage it, and I want to encourage you and share these with you so that it may help you. Um, and I used to do this. I remember I used to do this with my clients up north, but because it wasn't something that was personal to me that I was going through, I kind of just forgot about it. So when I sought a professional help, it was kind of like a good refresher for me, uh, where I was reminded. So. I woke up this morning with panic at a panic attack. It wasn't anxiety and it wasn't depression. It was a full and these are different things by the way, guys. Panic is different than anxiety and it's different than depression. Three different things. Um but maybe I'll get into the other two in a, another podcast. But today just wanna focus on panic attack. And I woke up, my heart was raising, uh, you know, palpitating felt like it wanted to come out of my chest um, and I recognized it and the first thing that I did is I began to think logically about it and tell myself the following thing just because I feel like this now does not mean I'll feel like this later just because I feel like this now does not mean I'm going to feel like this later. Now, this may sound um, like just a positive thought, but it goes beyond positivity because it's a statement of a fact. When you're going through a panic attack, the first thing you got to allow yourself to do is just feel it, acknowledge it. Okay, you're having a panic attack. You got to look around your surroundings. Okay, there's no immediate danger to me. I'm just having this flight or fight response going on, but I have no danger around me. And then remind yourself, just because I'm feeling like this now does not mean I'm going to be feeling like this later. It doesn't mean I'm going to feel like this an hour from now, two hours from now, three hours from now, etc. Uh, and that has really helped me a lot when it comes to managing um, my anxiety and, and my panic attacks and, and my depression. Even with anxiety and depression, I do this. So that helps out so much. And I encourage you to do it. it when you, Whenever a panic attack shows up, recognize that it's there. Uh, don't, don't shove it off like it's just um, no big deal or anything like that. Um, recognize it for what it is and tell yourself speak truthfully to yourself i'm going through this now but it doesn't mean i'm going to continue going through this for the rest of today the second thing that i did and i do every time it, it comes up is i get out of bed and i start like this morning i immediately got out of bed Okay, and I started getting ready. Now, I woke up a little earlier uh, for work, so I just went ahead. I started shaving and started doing different things um, that normally 
you know, I would not do. Um, but I, I got active. I got out of bed and I started doing things. So when you get these, these panic attacks, you want to try to get your mind focused on other things. And that's another thing I want to encourage you with. Because truthfully, your mind is not going to want to do anything other than ball up when you're having a panic attack. At least that's how it works with me. It might be different to different individuals. I don't want to just generalize uh, this over everybody. Uh, but in my own experience, once I get moving and I start getting my mind focused on the other things, um, then it calms down the panic attack. I kind of get my mind back to reality and get my mind back to the moment in the present time. Um, and this has helped me out a lot. Get, getting out of bed quick, fast, and in a hurry. Not staying in bed. Not dwelling on the attack itself. Um, not overthinking it, because that's what happens when you stay in bed. You start overthinking it. And then you start thinking that, there, well, there might be other situations going on that's worse in, in my body. And that's why, you know, then you just go down a rabbit hole that you just don't want to go to. Because it gets dark pretty quickly. Um, which is another thing that people don't understand about people that suffer with panic attacks is it can get dark quick in that, in that mind. That world can go dim. That light can go dim really quickly. Um, and that's why the best thing to do, if you're an outsider and you don't understand because you've never been through it, but a loved one is going through it or has gone through it, well, what they need is just support and comfort. Not any judgments, not telling them to uh, think it out of existence, um, not telling them to just, you know, willpower it out. Uh, they just need support and they need encouragement. The worst thing you can do with somebody that's suffering from a panic attack or even anxiety or depression is judge on them. That's the worst thing you can do. Uh, I mean, you can, you can send them into darkness quickly by, by just judging them because you yourself don't understand. Um, you know, don't ask questions like, why, why are you going through this? Or you have no reason to go through this. What are you doing? Um, any of those statements is, is not good when, when you're having to interact with somebody that is recovering from mental illness or is having a full-fledged panic attack or anxiety attack at the moment. Um, so anyways, so that's what I do. I get out of bed and get my mind set on other things as fast as possible. And if I have to bully myself to do it, I do. I'll bully myself to do it, to get out of bed and, and start doing different things other than just staying in bed and dwelling on the attack itself and on the feelings and emotions that inevitably attach themselves to it. And the third thing that I do that um, has really uh, helped me out. So you get out of bed quickly. You get active. And then you begin to look for ways to calm yourself down. Of course, everybody knows breathing techniques. When you breathe in, 
through your nose and exhale through your mouth. That is an exercise that I believe everybody should do, even if you're not suffering from anxiety or depression. Uh, just take some time to, to practice your breathing and it, it, take deep breaths with your, in, through your nose and exhale slowly through your mouth because it really brings clarity to your mind and, and to your whole self as a whole. It really does work. Breathing really does work. Um, when you're praying, make sure when you're praying, um, you breathe. Give yourself time to breathe. And as you're meditating on God, also practice your breathing. And you'll see, it, it really does work. I, I was skeptical. Well, by nature, I've been skeptical most of my life about everything. Um, but you put that into practice and it does work. So... But that's a given. Everybody, everybody knows the, the breathing technique. Other things is look for things that calm you down that your mind can focus on. If you have a pet that you love, go to it and start petting it. Start playing with it. Uh, if you have a hobby that you like, go and do that hobby. The thing is to do things that bring positive emotions, that you have positive emotions attached to those experiences. So if a hobby attaches positive emotions to you because you've always had a good hobby and every time you do it, you remember it and you remember the feelings that you get. Um, because with the mind, our long-term memory is attached to our feelings. So when we recall things, we recall them based on how it made us feel. So do things that you have experience with that every time you do it makes you feel good. That's the best way that I can explain and I can put it. And trust me, it'll work. It'll start calming your 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 panic attack down. Um, and then lastly, and this is probably the most hardest that, that it was for me, um... Maybe it's because it's a guy thing. Um, is to talk about it and to let it be known to people around you. Um, I cannot stress the importance of this because we're not meant to go at life alone. And so when you talk about it to other people and let it be known to other people, then other people, it gives them the chance to adjust to what is going on with you. And you could even tell them straight up, hey, I'm not looking for you to try to fix this. I'm just looking for you to support me. That's it. And you can tell them and be honest with people. Be honest with people. Um, especially people that you either live with, if you're part of a family, um, people that you work with if you trust them like that that's the my disclaimer okay i don't want you all going out there and uh you know speaking to people i work about it and all of a sudden something happens or some negative happens or you lose your job now because they know and they they think that you're a liability now and uh i don't want any of that on me so disclaimer 
you better have really, really good trust uh, with your coworkers to um, disclose information like that. <laughs> uh, but let it be known. Don't try to fight it and take it on yourself uh, because it's something that if you let people know, you'll, you'll even feel better just getting that off your chest. Hey, guys, I'm having a panic attack right now. FYI. And you'll see people, when you start being real with people like that, um, they respond in a positive way. And another point that I want to bring to you as well, if you if you're suffer from panic attacks, is just know that a lot of times when you get a negative response from other people when you're having these attacks... They do, the people that are coming at you do mean well. I know it doesn't feel like they mean well, but they mean well. They just don't know how to handle it. They don't know how to deal with it. Um, know that family and friends, they're not therapists. They're not psychiatrists. They're not psychologists. Um, and if they are, then go talk to them. If you have someone in your family that is any of those or even a counselor, Go talk to them and let them know. Um, but a lot of the times they're not prepared to handle such behavior. And they're not prepared to handle such uh, mental anguish. So they don't know how to handle it in a way that's going to make you feel supported or, or make you feel better, if that makes any sense. I hope, I hope I'm making sense to you guys. Um, so just know, logically, that even though it may not feel like they mean well, they really do mean well. Um, try your best. If you have people that when you tell them something's going on, um, they react negatively. As far as uh, if you're going through anxiety, depression, or panic attacks... Try your best not to pick up that offense um, and go talk to somebody that truly can either be supportive or go talk to a professional that truly can help and give you other tools and other strategies for you to cope with this. And so I did this when I woke up this morning and I had my panic attack. That's, well, that's what I did. And I'm telling you guys because that's what I did personally. I got up, out of bed, quick, fast, and in a hurry. I started becoming active. Um, I did my breathing techniques. Um, I let somebody know what was going on. Um, and now, I mean, I feel good now. It's, that's, that's over. Um, and right now, I'm, I'm feeling really good, to tell you guys the truth. Um, so it, it, to me, in my experience, um, it's something that it happens, but if you can manage it, it does go away. It does go away. It'll flare up again, you know, from time to time. Now, if it gets really bad, then definitely seek help. Like I said before in this podcast, go to the hospital, go to a doctor and seek help because that's what they're there for. Um, there's no shame in taking medication if you need to take medications. 
there's no shame in that. Um, I, I really dislike when people will put down you taking medications like you're not strong enough and they try to belittle your humanity because you have a chemical imbalance that you can't control and you have to take a medication for. Um, that's like if somebody, that's like if somebody breaks their knee, right? And they put them in a cast or, or, or in some, something else, crutches um, or in a wheelchair, whatever the case may be. And then I go to that person and say, look at you. Come on, stand up and walk. What are you doing? It's just a knee injury. Be tough. I can't believe you're that weak. My goodness, come on now. What's wrong with you? You know, like, it's the same thing. I don't like when people do that because it's the same thing. Um, we wouldn't do it if someone had a knee injury. We wouldn't go out to them and judge them like that and tell them that they're weak because they can't walk due to their knee injury. But unfortunately, we do it when it comes to mental illness. And we say these types of things and really puts people down and, and gets them into a dark place. And I don't like that. And I want to encourage you that if you haven't experienced it yourself, to be aware of it and not pass on judgments like that. Uh, because it does not help anybody in the situation, especially if they're a family member or there's somebody you care about. Um, so I hope this encourages you if you're going through panic attacks. I hope that these tools, um, practical tools that I've given you today is of some use to you and adds value uh, to you when you're going through this. Um, just remember that if you need to seek help, please, I can't stress that enough. Seek help and let it be known. When you're going through your panic attacks, let it be known. Uh, there's nothing worse than trying to do it on your own. Trust me on this. I've gone through that. And it really stinks. So I hope you guys were encouraged with this podcast. I hope you guys learned uh, something today about um, mental illness and panic attacks. And like I said, maybe in later podcasts, I may do something on anxiety and depression, depending on how well people take and my listeners take to this video. Uh, but it's something, like I said, is very near and dear to me. Um, and it's something that I think we need to open more conversations about. Um, and not have it be a taboo subject that we shy away from. Um, we're all in this together. We're all doing this human experience together. Uh, uh, so I say, you know what, let's, let's go in there and tackle the needy greedy of, of life and, and tackle the, the, uh, the, the muddy waters that sometimes we encounter in life. All right, guys. So have a great day. God bless. Thank you again for listening to this podcast. Um, and please consider supporting me if this podcast is of any value to you and it's adding uh, value to your life. Um, and I really do appreciate you listening to me as well. Okay. I'll talk to you guys in my next podcast.